Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Unconditional Worth Coach, Ashley Baxter. Each week's episode helps you live a life of courageous worth, a life where you realize that yourself and your body are worthy as is unconditionally. Living out of that knowledge is a courageous act and allows you to show up more fully as your authentic self, which is crucial because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hey friend, today is the final episode in the series on lessons I learned from trauma. Now this series could have gone on forever, but these were the main things I really wanted to impart to you this time. However, the most life-changing thing that came out of my trauma was actually a byproduct. And I spoke about this in the episode on your healing journey, but just the part of believing in yourself and believing that you are worthy of healing, believing that your worth is not defined by the things that happen to you. In that path, learning to finally believe in myself, to love myself, to see that I am worthy led to the underlying message of everything I do with Courageous Worth. So even though the topics might not be specifically called lessons from trauma, everything I put out there has a relationship to the things I learned from moving forward, from choosing myself, from believing in myself. And so I get so excited and happy, proud, just all these positive emotions when I see people that let their hardships go to a better place, that they don't let those hardships steal more from them than they already have, but that as we talked about in other episodes, you kind of let the trauma not have the last word, the negative negativity, the harm done from the trauma have the last word, that there is also another side. I'm not going to go back into a lot of things that were said, but A lot of this is going back to the episode on the healing journey. So definitely hear that one if you haven't heard it yet, where we talk a lot about those different perspectives. So for the final thing I want to share in this series is about the importance of sharing your story. And there's two different aspects of this. There is sharing your story for yourself and there is sharing your story for others. So first, let's talk about sharing your story for yourself. And let me preface that with what happened when I shared my story. So when I was assaulted, I am someone who's always that person at a gathering that's like, I want to get to the heart of things. I want to know how you're doing, you know, what, how's your heart? How are things working out for you in life? I don't do a ton of surface talk because that's just not what I care as much about. So when I was assaulted, I couldn't just keep all of it in. I had to share it because that's just how I was used to breathing in a sense. I don't usually hide a lot of things. I'm very, very open person. And knowing that this was not going to be something that was going to be resolved in a day, I knew that I had to share where I was, like what was going on with me, share that, hey, I'm not going to be showing up as I normally do in life because all the energy I have right now is just to sometimes getting through each hour of the day. Everyone's different. For me, it was healing. It was self-care to share my story. For other people, it may not be that way. In regards to, I would say, how many people you share with. I basically shared with anyone that I would hang out with on a somewhat routine basis. Some of those people were very close friends. Some of them were good friends, but you know, maybe not the closest of friends. But for me, that helped protect me because I just didn't want to have to put up energy into pretending I had something else to do or, or all these other ways to explain why I wasn't showing up. So whether for you it is important to share with just a few people that are going to support you or to share with more people, 
That's totally up to you. That is not a thing as to what is the ideal number. It's just that the only thing I say is for people to share with people that respond well, with people that are supportive. Supportive can mean that they are supportive in how they are towards you, but also that they have the energy to be supportive at that time in their life. Because, you know, when things happen to us, they're also happening to everyone else. I mean, different things, you know, people's lives don't stop. And so someone that may typically be someone who loves you very much and is very caring and supportive, unfortunately, your hardship may be happening at the same time they're experiencing a hardship in which they have nothing to give. So share until you find, I would say, at least a couple people probably at least even three people who really care for you will show up and be there for you in this time. That can be people that are friends of yours, that a counselor could even count on count as that. I mean, Grant's going to be, you know, within the boundaries of that relationship, um, you know, going to your appointments when they are, and that's kind of where that exists. It could also be in a support group. But the reason I separated this episode into talking about sharing for yourself and sharing for others is because when you're sharing with those friends, you're sharing for yourself. You're sharing so that they can be supportive of you, be understanding as much as they can. And it's really for your benefit. It's part of your healing process. So let me just go over quickly a few things that I have learned in that. One, sharing is so important. Sometimes we try to keep our stories inside because we think that that way we can keep them under wraps and almost like try to put them in a box, but that doesn't happen. That box will end up taking all the energy out of us to hold it in place and it will continue to be something that is still alive that will constantly be just ready to cause damage to us. And when we share our stories, it brings more air to it. It helps bring in other people. And I know that can be scary and I know it can be really hard, but I promise you it is worthy. It is worth it, especially again, to keep sharing until you find a handful of people that are going to support you in your story. I wish I could say that every time you share something that everyone responds that way. And hopefully that will be your case. Sometimes that is, but it's not always the case. For example, if your story is one of abuse and possibly you're sharing about someone who either was well respected or someone in your family where when you share your story, people are like, you're lying, that there's no way that could have happened. Why would you say that? That is not a healthy response. And I wish that never happened, but I unfortunately have seen that happen with people that I have helped when I was doing volunteer counseling for survivors of sexual trauma. So that's why I say keep sharing until you find people that hold your story the way that you deserve it to be held. I promise you they exist. If nothing else, in a support group, they definitely exist. And the great thing about support groups, again, I've said it through this whole series, is that there are some that are online. There's just a lot of privacy. It can be a very safe place. Even just go join one and just go read what other people are sharing. And quickly you will see that they get it and they understand. And then hopefully you one day can open up more and share some things about you. Because again, your story deserves being received well. So if the first time you share is unfortunately received poorly, keep sharing, but with other people. And also when you're choosing who to share with, think of their track record in your life. Think of have they always had your best interests at heart in other situations? Are they typically people that are reliable or people that are trustworthy or people that believe you? And if no, then I would strongly encourage you to reconsider confiding in them, at least at this point in time. 
Sharing our stories lets other people see into how we need to be cared for, what we're going through. And as we've talked about this in other episodes, in the misconceptions episode, in the healing journey episode, in the empathy episode, that is so important. One thing I had to learn was that thankfully, not many of my friends, not many of my close friends had experienced sexual trauma. And so they had a lot of misconceptions that I had before. As I've mentioned in the series, before my trauma, if someone else that I knew had been assaulted, I am really fearful of the way I would have responded. I would have probably asked them, what were you wearing? Where were you? All these different things that do not matter. And that can be very harmful to a survivor of sexual trauma. And so just know that there may be some education along the way, depending on what that person's awareness is of the situation you're going through. And that part can take work. I'll be honest, it can, but it is worth it. There were many conversations I had with people where I had to kind of re-educate them, but it helped me to see that I would have been that same person. I would have needed to be re-educated and I wouldn't have wanted to be causing harm to someone who was sharing something so vulnerable and difficult with me. I hope that through all of this, You are seeing that your healing, your heart, you being cared for, you being understood is important and that you are worth it. It's hard when we have to be the one to kind of put it out there and explain it and and ask for that. But I promise you, if you find some people who respect you, support you, trust you, believe in you, then it will make such a difference in your healing. When I shared my story eventually publicly, which we'll be moving to that in a second and talking about that. I shared it because I was going to be speaking at a seminar. And since it was about sexual trauma, I figured a lot of people would be like, why is this person, you know, why is this, why is Ashley, this person I'm connected to on Facebook, speaking about sexual trauma? So I recorded a video where I shared my story and about a thousand people watched that video. Of that thousand people, 75 people reached out to me and said that they had been sexually assaulted or experienced some type of sexual trauma in their life. Many of those people said that they had never told anyone else about that. And I get it. It is hard. But I've also seen the effects from when I was doing volunteer counseling of people who had never told anyone. And you could see it. They were constructing their lives in such a way that they could manage the pain this way. But they also weren't showing all of who they were to other people. And as hard as it is, and it is hard, it's not easy to be vulnerable. It leads to good things. It leads to you being seen. It leads to you being supported in ways that people will learn to support you in as you continue those communications. But again, it's all about those people you confide in and if they are worthy. And again, if someone responds poorly, I am so sorry. You don't deserve that. Please continue to share until you find people that do. I'm pausing this episode just for a moment because I want to ask you a question. Do you see your worth as being based on conditions? For example, do you see yourself as only worthy if you're a nice person, have achieved certain accomplishments, or perhaps if your life and your body look a certain way? The truth is that your worth is unconditional. But since so many messages throughout life communicate the opposite, you may struggle to recognize your unconditional worth. When you think your worth is measured by certain conditions, you rarely have seasons where you feel like you measure up, which leaves you occasionally feeling exhausted, defeated, and results in either you not showing up in life at all or showing up as an imposter because you feel like you have to pretend you are meeting all the conditions. I don't want you to live another day like this. 
Click the link in the show notes to sign up for a complimentary 25-minute worth assessment call with me. During this Zoom video call, we will chat about conditional-based worth and how it is showing up in your life. By the end, you will have a tool to help you start breaking free of conditional worth. I'll also share some ways I can help you further on your journey through my coaching services. Click the link now to find out more and sign up for a free call. I'm looking so forward to talking to you. Okay, so the second thing I want to talk about was when you share your story for others. An example of that is the one I just spoke about of how I shared my story on Facebook and made this public video where I was announcing what happened to me. That may never be something that is something you want to do. I did that because it was part of what I was doing. It was a thing that I was investing a lot of my time in. It was counseling survivors of sexual trauma. And I wanted my story to help others because even though I hadn't shared publicly on a wide platform like Facebook, even by me sharing with people in my life, I did also there have some people who told me for the first time ever that they had experienced sexual trauma. And these are people whom I had known for years and had never known that story. So I had already gotten a glimpse that when we share our stories, that it is freeing to other people. So you sharing your story may be for something you're involved in. It may be just for the sole purpose of helping others, of letting people know they are not alone. If you're an entrepreneur, it might be part of figuring out how to show up in which you can show up with all of who you are. You know, the whole thing of social media, there's this part of us that sometimes wants to hide and just put on this perfect facade, but that's not real. That's not who we are. We respond to authenticity. We respond to vulnerability because we see ourselves in that, depending on what the situation is that is being shared. So if you find yourself in a situation where you want to share publicly on you know, Facebook or whatever it would be, I always suggest that people are very clear as to why they are sharing, because when we're sharing with close friends, normally that's around a conversation. So you share your story, there's an opportunity for them to respond, you might have to provide more information, kind of provide more clarity. When you are sharing on, you know, in a written post, in a video, whatever it is, you can control how you put it out there, but you can't control how it is perceived by other people. I mean, you also can't control that when you're sharing with friends, but usually, again, there's that opportunity to provide more discussion. And so hopefully it is more clear and aligned with what your intention was. You can't do that when you are sharing publicly. They receive it how they do. They make their assumptions. They take it wherever they want to. And so it's very important that when you are sharing publicly, that you are already in a good place with your story. Again, this is just in an ideal situation. I hate to say even the word ideal because I know no matter what these stories are hard, but I guess a more cautious story from things that I have learned because it can be very difficult being vulnerable. And so I always suggest that if it works out this way for you, if it is best for you, if it's what you feel like you need to do, that you really have a lot of time where you have shared with friends. And then if you want to take your story publicly, you've maybe worked out some things where you're not as raw with your story in which how people respond doesn't really impact you. Most likely, you are going to get very supportive responses. So I'm not trying to say that you're not going to get good responses or things like that, but you might get responses such as why you know, based on misconceptions, again, like we've talked about, like, why did you do this? Why didn't you do this? Why are you choosing? Why are you telling your story? You should keep it quiet, you know, all these different things. And I, I care about you. I want you to take care of yourself. Sharing our stories publicly is a personal decision. And I do think it's a beautiful thing when that is done, because I've, I've just seen how that can be freeing and healing to other people who can resonate with that. 
experience because they have had that same or similar experience. But you are the most important thing in this situation, especially if it's about a traumatic event. You do not want to re-traumatize yourself. So I always say people should just be very clear and take care of yourself when you are deciding to share publicly. Know that after you put it out there, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, it's out there. I have no idea how this is going to respond. It's very vulnerable. But I will say that one of the most beautiful things is hearing from other people who have experienced something similar and they say that your words helped them. It could have helped them to feel seen. It could have helped them to share their own story. It is one of the things that I am most thankful for that, again, I've spoken on different times in this series is that the damage doesn't have to have the last word, that what happened to you, the harm, the evil in that, whatever words you would use, that no matter what, there is still good that can come out of it. Again, I go into this in one of the other episodes. I don't think that horrible things that are evil, that are horrific, that are jeopardize people's human rights, their safety, things that result in abuse, that are assaults. I don't believe they happen for a reason, for your good. But I believe that no matter what horrible things happen in this world, that there is always good that can come out of it, that we can always turn that evil on its head and be like, you did not get the last say. You did not completely destroy me. I get more into that on the episode about the healing journey. And like I said there, like it's not so much as I'm saying, hey, I think that you should believe this way too. I'm just sharing that because that's my truth. And regardless of whether or not you align with that, or if you do think everything happens for a reason or for your good, the message more so with all of those different thoughts is what are you doing afterward? Like, how do you move on from that? And all of it is this whole thing, I think, of a place for good, of moving things for good, regardless of the whereabouts of how it came together. So in all this, I hope that you share your story. I hope more than anything, you share it with people around you that are trustworthy or a support group or a counselor. Don't hold it in. I know it is so tempting, but it will be still destroying you, destroying certain parts of you. Know that I am here cheering you on, that there are hundreds, thousands of people in this world that can relate to certain aspects of your story and that they are also supporting you and wanting the same thing for you wanting you to have more freedom and more healing in that area of your life. And for those of you who decide one day to also share your story publicly, again, take care of yourself. Know that you only have to share the things you're comfortable with. I thought I needed to give everyone details of what happened. And I didn't go into a lot of details, but I realized that a lot of that was me thinking I would be doubted or questioned. It was coming from all those misconceptions, all those internal battles that you have to wage with yourself and your mind. And I spoke about that also in other episodes in this series. But that's why it's worth having time where you've talked about these things with friends and been able to go through a lot of healing on your own. And so that when you are sharing publicly, you're sharing in a way that is maybe a little less raw, in a way that can be cared for you more, in a way that can help others more. But in the end, if you are for the first time sharing online with people and you've never shared with someone else in your personal life, that's okay too. It's what you need. I just share these thoughts with you as to sharing more privately and then sharing publicly just because I've seen them to have a lot of benefits. But one thing I had to learn, which took a long time and probably I sometimes still need to remind myself of, is that there are certain stories that there is no way that we could package them up to make them easy 
easy to share, easy to hear. They just are what they are. And there were so many times that I was just so worried about how other people were doing with it, about how they were managing their feelings. Again, I know I've hinted a lot on people pleasing and things I'm listening to and learning. So that will definitely be part of, again, (laughs) future podcast episodes of how I was worried more so about other people than I was myself and their emotions when I was first telling some of my friends. So Anyway, again, another topic, but all that to say, there's never a perfect way to share. These are just some things to hopefully help you think through. And I'll also say in that, try to actively practice self-care when it comes to sharing your story, whether that's sharing with just a few friends or sharing publicly. I always tell people that when you are sharing with someone for the first time or sharing publicly, you should already have a self-care plan in place for whatever way they respond. Typically, if they respond well, then you might not need to practice it as much, but especially if they respond poorly, then it's really needed. And again, it's usually when you're sharing more privately and you're sharing in someone that you think is gonna respond well and support you, and they don't, and that can just hurt so much. So go ahead and have a plan for after you're gonna share with someone. Maybe it's your favorite movie. Maybe it's your favorite meal. Maybe it's a bath. It's whatever it is, just something to go ahead, have in place to care for yourself in case you need that. That is the end of the series on things I have learned from trauma. I hope that these different lessons have been helpful to you. If they have, please share it with others. I think that there are so many different messages in this that at least one episode will really resonate with each person in this world. I'm so thankful you're here. Take care of yourself. Know that you are worth it. Know that your heart is worth being cared for. It's worth being healed. It's worth being mended. It's worth being supported. That wraps up today's episode of the Courageous Worth Podcast with me, your host, Ashley Baxter. If you are loving the show, go to Apple Podcasts to leave a five-star rating and a comment. The link to do so is in the show notes. If you love this episode and want to share it with others, post a screenshot of it on social media and feel free to tag me in it. My handle is at the Ashley Baxter. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you never miss an episode about helping you live a life of courageous worth. Until next time, remember, you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.